In order to retire successfully, you'll need vision. You'll also need a plan to execute that vision. Welcome to Retirement Pathfinder with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. On today's show, we'll give you the tools you need to navigate unique challenges you'll face in retirement. It's time to chart your financial future. Retirement Pathfinder starts now. Well, hello and welcome in to the Retirement Pathfinder. Great to have you on the show today. I'm Ben George, joined as always by Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. And you can find us online, pathfinderadvisory.com. Welcome in, you two. How are you? We're, Hello, we're doing well, Ben. We're doing we're doing very good, and uh, well, congratulations to you on your new baby boy. Oh, thank you very much. I'm uh, still trying to get into some kind of a routine. Um, with <laughs> I know it's not going to happen for a while, but with a daughter trying to get her off to daycare in the mornings and all of that, it's uh, it's been a challenge, but it's been fun, and everybody's healthy, which is most important. Absolutely. Oh, super. Yeah. Yep. Congratulations on that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, we got a good show today, and and we're going to talk um, a, a little bit of a fun conversation on some some personalities, maybe some problematic personalities of advisors that we want to kind of make you aware of. But before we jump into that today, I know still kind of top of mind is inflation, and maybe wondering. I, I know I've seen some numbers out there that inflation's been coming down. So I guess really just trying to get an update from you both on, on what you're seeing and and what you think about inflation and and whether or not it's passed or is starting to pass. Mm-hmm. Well, has has the inflation threat really passed? That's the question, Ben, and, and our listeners will ask right now. And uh, uh, we always refer to our, our uh, economic guru over at First Trust, uh, Brian Westbury, and he had a good article this week on, on that topic. And he said that the best news last week was inflation came down better than expectations in June. So consumer prices rose a moderate 0.2% for the month which, uh, you know, producer prices were only down about 0.1%. There's not much of a difference there, but uh, the, the point is it came down and that's good news for both stocks and bonds. And we've seen that reflected in the market the last week or so uh, because it, it really had, makes, the, uh, makes it less likely the Federal Reserve would raise rates uh, multiple times this year, in turn reducing market perceptions about the risk of an eventual recession. So that's the next big question in, in everybody's mind is, is there going to be a recession? Is it, is there not? If so, when is it going to come? We don't know. Nobody knows. But uh, the good news right now is that the CPI is up only 3% for the year uh, versus last year at this time, which was 9.1%. Mm-hmm. That was, that was unbelievable last yeah. year. And so it's gone down quite, quite nicely. Of course, uh, Brian is not quite as optimistic as as most people are. He just really believes that uh, inflation is going to be controlled by money supply, what they call the M2. And uh, uh, he concludes that, you know, if the Fed keeps the money supply trending down, it will uh, bring the inflation down as well. But he also says that, eh, well, you know, anytime the Fed has tried to bring that inflation down under 1% or 1.5, anywhere from 2, 2% to 1.5%, uh, it's always uh, followed by a recession. So uh, historically speaking, now this time it might be different. You know, those are the those are the uh, the words we have to be careful of. This time it, it's different. But uh, we do see that um, unemployment is is way, uh, way down. And so that's a good sign. Uh, labor is up. And so, Barb, what do you think? Yeah, you know, since the financial panic of 2008 and the introduction of quantitative easing, uh, the, the Fed these days decides what rates will be, which is why market expectations about interest rates jump every time, you know, you hear different economic data. Mm-hmm. 
it's all about what the Fed might or might not do. Uh, but according to Brian Westbury, again, uh, like Phil says, we do, we do uh, follow him pretty closely. Quantitative easing feels that the thread needs to be uh, focused on actual inflation and money supply and not the labor market. Mm -hmm. And so the M2 money supply, get this, has dropped this year the most since the Great Depression. Wow. So a decline in M2 typically pulls the economy into a recession. So you have to pay eventually. It's the economic cycle. So a recession will happen. Will that be 2024 or 2025? According to Brian Westbury, it will happen soon. So they're they're hold their cards to their chest because the truth is that no one knows. Nobody knows. So, you know, as they say, a, a stop clock is right twice a day. And, hmm. uh, you know, it's just a natural thing that uh, uh, re recessions happen. In a free market yep. economy, you're going to have recessions. We don't know when it's going to happen. But uh, so far, uh, his predictions about a recession have not come true to this point as far as his timing recommendations were concerned. So we like him. He's done a great job um, otherwise. And uh, we just, uh, we're very we're very encouraged by what we see uh, in the economy right now, what's happening in the stock market. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, in spite of, you know, the markets being up and down mm -hmm. and volatile, you know, the markets are up this year a little bit, three, you know, three to 4% overall. In some cases higher, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good update and very helpful. It just it feels feels like that word recession just been kind of hanging over us for a long time now. I'm just like I'm ready for the recession to happen if it's going to happen, and mm -hmm. let's get through it because it just feels like it's just been kind of lingering. Yeah, it has. Well, today's show we're going to talk about uh, maybe some problems that you might have from an advisor that's got a maybe a problematic personality that you don't want to work with. And we know how important it is to build that relationship with your advisor and how the, you know, how important the role is that they play in your financial future and helping you make informed decisions about money, investments, long-term financial goals. So again, we want to go through a few different personalities we want to kind of point out and explain and, and really tell you why this might not necessarily be the best fit for you. And again, as we go through this today, I always encourage you to reach out to, to Barbara and Phil. You can just go to pathfinderchat.com. It's very simple. Pathfinderchat.com. Schedule a meeting with them. They're both income retirement income planning specialists at Pathfinder Wealth Management and are happy to kind of have these conversations with you to get to know them better as well. But I want to point out four personalities today and start with the ghost. We'll call them the ghost. You probably know about this type of advisor. They disappear after they, they make that first initial deal, that first initial contact, and then they become so very difficult to get in touch with. The experience of ghost advisors is probably more reflective, Ben, of the industry turnover than really intentional neglect or incompetence. Yeah. And uh, I read an article here by Delta Wealth Advisors. Uh, recently, they published a, a report, and that report stated that, now get this, 80 to 90% of financial advisors fail and close their firms within the first three years of business. I didn't realize it was that high, 80 yeah. to 90%. Hmm. So we don't have any time to talk about on this podcast uh, the reasons for why this is happening, but it does leave a huge service gap for clients that they have sold to. Now, in our example, I'm not sure that I would refer to this person who is treating his clients in this manner as a financial advisor. Quite frankly, I believe that they're more of a product salesperson uh, whose business model is more transactional than relational. And I saw this happening often when I worked in the insurance industry years ago. An agent could sell an insurance product and get a large commission up front, but have little or no residual income down the road. Uh, once the product was sold, the relationship ended for all intents and purposes. It was over, and the customer was forced to do business with a regional or home office. 
So in the world of transactional selling, there is little incentive to build a long-term ongoing relationship with a customer, uh, unless it's to sell another policy, right? That's where we saw people show up again. Uh, so the difficulty with selling financial products on a transactional basis pertains to really service. Here's an example of something we we experienced in our office recently. An older couple who had no client relationship with us was referred to us because they had questions about long-term care policies that they had bought years ago. When they understood their premiums were going to double, yeah, and that's that's what I said, double, they tried to contact the agent who was nowhere to be found. So I agreed to meet with the couple, and they were very distressed about the premium increases. Obviously, uh, I would be too, and could find no one to help them understand why there were premium increases and what the policy options were being offered. So fortunately, I was able to diffuse their anxiety by explaining that their company was not trying to rip them off by charging them higher premiums. That's usually the first response, Barb, you know, that people people give us is, oh, the insurance company is getting greedy and whatever. No, it was uh, really the Illinois Department of Insurance required companies to raise their reserves to cover future unexpected liability. So we were able to select an option to adjust their benefits to better match their budget. So even though I could have charged them for their time, uh, I chose not to do so in order to create goodwill and let them know that we are a resource for any future needs they may have coming up. So our new friends uh, went away feeling like somebody really cared and was looking out for them. And that's really a true relational approach and part of our responsibility acting as fiduciaries. So our goal at Pathfinder is really twofold. One is to act in the best interest of each client all of the time. And number two, to develop a long-term trustworthy relationship with those clients. And so if it, that's the kind of experience uh, our listeners are desiring to have with a financial firm, you know, give us a call at 815-399-9806 or go online as Ben said, to pathfinderchat.com, and we can give you a, an overview in about a 15-minute period of time. Barb? Yeah, that's true. That's that's a good um, story, too, Phil. Uh, you know, you, we actually actually help them. Yep. As we have both done in the past, people come in, and we can help them, you know, for, for their need at the time, and they don't become clients. Um, but the thing I thought about when I saw uh, the ghost accounts is there's actually a term, as we know in the business, Phil, called orphaned accounts. Oh, orphan accounts, yes, orphans. So mm-hmm. It's like nobody's there for. But the good side to that is, for all of you listeners, that that may happen with either life insurance contracts or annuities. Um, if you're with us, we can call the company and get information as long as you're with. And then you can they'll answer any questions you have. It's just even though technically no one's assigned to the contract. But I've seen this with investment accounts, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it happens regularly, but they just ship the client to another advisor. Mm. I just uh, met with a guy about three weeks ago, and he doesn't know who his advisor is at all. He's just been assigned a new one, and he's had three advisors in two years. Like musical advisors. <laughs> yeah. Hey there, just a quick break from the podcast for a moment to tell you how Barb and Phil are assisting clients every day in the office with some effective tax savings opportunities under the latest Secure Act 2.0 legislation. If you want to find out how much you could save, give them a call and schedule a free 15-minute initial consultation. Call 815-399-9806 or go to pathfinderchat.com. That's pathfinderchat.com and schedule your visit with just a few clicks. We'll also put the contact info in this episode's show notes. Now, back to the show. All right, what about the one-trick 
pony. Uh, this is a person that hmm. you probably have seen this before, or talked to somebody before if you've worked with advisors and, and maybe asked around, but they always try to push that one product on you, right? It can solve every problem you have. This this one product, this is the, the one trick pony uh, response from, from this advisor. Yep, that's that's true, Ben. You know what I'd say is to be careful when you're attending those so-called free dinner or lunch seminars. You know, often you'll come in for a consultation. They'll always offer a free consultation and you'll be given one solution. So they would be ready to have you sign papers right away if you agreed. I would recommend you sign nothing. If something is good today, it's certainly going to be good tomorrow. Well, when we meet with most people from our retirement courses that we teach at the local colleges here, they're offered a free consultation. And they come in and we listen to them and their concerns. We explain what we do. And the only decision made that day is whether or not from both parties' viewpoint, if it makes sense to meet again. Well, if we meet again, we go over our process. We call it our pathfinder process and what that entails. And there are several appointments from that point on if we decide to work together and create a plan. Those would be investment planning, income planning, estate planning, health care, and tax planning. And solutions aren't created until at least a few meetings. If you're meeting with someone and they have a solution before you leave that day and they haven't analyzed anything for you yet, then that's a red flag. Probably because the solution is the same for everyone and that just can't be the case. Well, that's another example, Barb, of your transactional relationship uh, exactly. where there's probably a high commission product being sold. Uh, you know, it, it's really uh, very tempting for advisors to go out there and find not what product is in the best interest of the client, but what is going to pay them the highest commissions. Yes. There's a temptation there. And the sad thing is, is that the average consumer doesn't know. They don't, they don't have any idea. So you have it, to do your homework. There's no disclosure requirement for commissions. Yeah. Look for fiduciaries. Yeah, absolutely. Very good uh, advice there. All right. Uh, I got a couple more I want to run by you, but uh, you know, one thing that you want your advisor to do is be honest with you. Be be realistic, set expectations, make sure it's not all sugar-coated. But the advisor I want to point out now is someone that kind of does the scare tactics all the time, right? It's not just because they're being realistic, but they really emphasize that need for fear and the doom and gloom. We'll just call this one the, the Armageddon prophet. I like this particular uh, <laughs> description. You know, we, we see this tactic used for political advantage all the time, don't we? Mm -hmm. uh, Rahm Emanuel said, you never let a serious crisis go to waste. And what I mean by that, it's an opportunity to do things you think you could not have done before. So um, lest our listeners think that I'm showing a little political bias here, I will add that Rahm stole that phrase from Winston Churchill. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of interesting, but... If you believe that this or this op opportunism is unique to politics, it isn't. So it comes directly out of the Marketing 101 playbook that says, identify a need and fill it. And if you can't identify one, create one. You've heard that nice. before, Barb, haven't you? Yep, yep, yep. I have. <laughs> so one of my favorite examples is the TV commercial where the spokesman actor, William Devane, uh, shows the national debt clock. You know, you see that clock up there and it's ticking off millions of dollars yep. of debt per minute and declaring that you need to buy gold for your future security. Well, apart from there being a real crisis of the national debt, which, you know, we all agree on, I don't know what the relationship of, is of buying gold to the national debt. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know where the connection is there. But the point is well made that enough fear drives us to the solution. Buy gold. Okay, I guess hmm. that's whatever ails you, buy gold. Well, 
marketing will attempt to capitalize on our fears continually. If it's not losing all your money in the stock market, you know, as advertised by a lot of fixed uh, investment people, it's the evils of ESG investing or dying in 10 years due to climate change or the upcoming recession or inflation, a corrupt media, the government will take over your IRA <laughs> and the banks and uh, watch out for the mark of the beast. It's next <laughs> on the horizon, right? Yep. And because there is this element of truth, you know, in every extreme promotion, we all have a tendency to gravitate toward flight, the flight mode, fear sells exaggeration compels and we have to be careful because just just remember this that there is a hidden agenda behind all this fear mongering someone is getting wealthy behind the exploitation of the people's fears somebody is making bunches of money behind promoting these fears so uh you know if your mind is made up uh, that the end is near okay we we don't have anything for you <laughs> we really don't but for those of you who need some reassurance and wish to take more of a learned and rational approach toward the beauty of capitalism and free markets, give us a call at 815-399-9806 or go to pathfinderwealth.com or pathfinderchat.com for a complimentary 15-minute phone conversation. So, Barb, what do you what do you have to say about that? Yeah, you know, we hear um, the scare tactics when the market's down or like this year, it's been volatile. Yeah, yeah. So it has been up one week, down the next, up and down. So, uh, you know, if you have a prediction that the stock market is going to go down, you know, during uncertain markets like we've seen lately, eventually you'll be right. Eventually, so, yes. The, the stop clock concept. Yep. Yeah. The truth is that you should have a portfolio designed for up and down markets. And it's designed that way during times of upward or downward volatility. Then you, you rebalance, but you don't totally change the strategy. This is long. This is long term. Yeah, that doom and gloom. It, it's just kind of the the bad news always sells, right? It, it, it that kind it of does. that philosophy carries into a lot of different professions, and this is just another example of that. Do you have a written retirement plan? If not, you're not alone. Many people put off planning for their future, thinking they have plenty of time. But the truth is, time flies, and it's never too early to start planning for your retirement. Pathfinder Wealth Management can help. Their team of experts, including Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky, who you hear on the show, can guide you through the planning process and save you valuable time. And with their commitment to education, you'll learn how to set yourself up for success. Book a 15-minute chat with them today by visiting pathfinderchat.com. Don't procrastinate any longer. Your retirement is too important to leave to chance. Visit pathfinderchat.com or check the link in the description of today's show. All right, uh, let's wrap it up then with uh, one final problematic personality. And there are some advisors that you might reach out to that don't want to give away all their strategies right off the bat. They, they'd rather have you move some money over to their firm first before they really get into your, uh, your future and, your, and the needs and goals of, of you and how they're going to reach those with you. But we'll call this one the fee-first scoundrel. Ouch. You know, I don't even like the sound of that, but I know it's true. <laughs> mm. um, you know, uh, we believe in helping others first. So we talk about how, you know, you, how you can help someone first find out what, what brings them in. If we meet them at a current class that we taught, what, you know, we have a conversation about what their concerns are and what might be lacking in their current plan if they even have one. Oftentimes people don't even have one. Now, if we meet again, we'll talk about our process and a series of appointments we take people through once they agree. Sometimes it can be three to four appointments before fees are even an issue. You have to find out if the person or the couple is a fit. 
know, I talk about something that might not even be an issue if it's not a good fit for both. I like to treat people like I'd like to be treated, and I would never expect someone to make a change before them knowing about the investments of our firm and the fee side of a business. Right. You know, that that's just that is just not something we do. And before they decide to do business with us, they'll know how we operate, and then they have to be comfortable with that. And we also have to believe that it will be a good long-term relationship. It's not just about fees. It's about, does it, will the relationship make sense long-term? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a warning. Uh, we've run into a couple of firms around the area that um, they really induce clients to move all their assets over, their money over, without really explaining what strategies they're recommending or what type of tactics they're using or even what fees they're charging just let's just move all that stuff over and uh and we'll take care of it down the road uh i don't know how they get by with doing that um i don't think it's fair i don't think it's the fiduciary approach and so i just want to make sure that our listeners are aware of that type of thing going on that's kind of scary if you think about it i mean that would be uh so if, if you didn't agree with the advisor that you went to then that'd be kind of hard to undo all that again wouldn't it oh absolutely absolutely in fact you know it's like saying okay i want you to buy this car but i'm not going to tell you what kind of car it is or how much it's going to cost yeah you know but uh let's let's make the decision right exactly now. that's uh, that's, that's just not right no no nah, and you wouldn't operate that way in a lot of other business transactions either no. would you um, so shouldn't be expected to here either. All right. Well, if you have questions or want to just really learn more about how Barbara and Phil uh, work with their clients at Pathfinder Wealth, the simple thing to do is to schedule a meeting. Pathfinderchat.com is the easy way to get on their calendar. Just go to pathfinderchat.com. But if you prefer to call, you could always give them a buzz at 815-399-9800. Zero six, but just some personalities to look out for. Uh, so hopefully this helps you out if you're on in the search and, and beginning to think about retirement and and who to work with. These are some things to kind of keep an eye out. And uh, we'll look forward to Barbara and Phil to get another update on inflation and, and the economy as we continue to move forward. But thanks for your insight today. Yep. Oh, Stay tuned. Thank you. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.